You're fucking right. Oh. All right. Welcome into the Three Guys Talking Ball podcast. Grant is a clown, it looks like. It's episode 65. It is Super Bowl champion Trey Smith edition. It's February I-65, 23. And the Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. I want a trip to I want a free trip to Mexico. Um and Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Ethan's in Minnesota. Grant's yep. in Mankato, it looks like. What's... He is probably the best he's actually looked because he uh, it's kind of blurry right now as we record this. Um, But, guys, how's it going? How are things? How are I, things I'm, in, a, uh... I'm a bona fide mid. Yeah, you, 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 have the, you have a face for radio. We all do. It's fine. Oh, yeah. So, Grant, did you get, did you, did Hy-Vee give you the day off since your team won the Super Bowl? No, they did not. Uh, I actually have this whole week off, doggone it, because I got to go to the great state of Florida um, later later this week down the old Tampa, Tampa Bay. So, uh, a Chiefs win last night, getting off this whole week to go to Florida. God damn, it can't get much better than that. Let's go, baby. I mean, so you basically went out on top. So if you, because you're wrestling Gators this week, so I mean, yeah. if you die, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're going to. Florida. It don't matter. I'm going to Denver on I mean, Thursday. So we're uh, yeah, we're just all over the place. I'll be in Charlotte in about eleven days. I mean, yeah, like so pretty close. Eleven days. Like yep. you know, like okay. like Ethan, like Ethan said. Like Ethan said, if that gator gets me, I'm fine with that because, you know, not only did they they just, the Chiefs just win this one, they won one four years ago. So it wasn't a fluky one-time one, they won two. So I'm in a good mood. And the Eagles didn't win. The people of Philadelphia lost. America wins. Yeah. they, uh, they, they It's a sad thing. They weren't able to punch horses and eat horse shit, so... You know, you know, there, there's a good saying. Oh, they the definitely Eagles still lose, did that. Wins. They just did it in a losing effort. It was, it was even uh, though this country was, was founded music in Philadelphia, in at least it's independence. Yeah, that's true. Oh, even better. <laughs> even though this country's independence was declared in Philadelphia, we don't care about that. Patrick Mahomes should go freaking. Um, that was 250 years ago. We don't care about that. Was, was it? it? Yeah, it was. It was. A... They, they should go. They should go ring the Liberty Bell, Patrick Mahomes. There you go. There you go. I'm pretty sure it's decommissioned, but screw it. Probably. Well, I say we leave. The, I uh... say we leave the the Chiefs gear on that Rocky statue. Yeah. They, yeah. Hey, they broke the curse. They broke. We're leaving the curse Chiefs too. gear on that Rocky statue. They broke yeah, the but... curse. Drake put a million dollars down on them. They won that. Oh, it, it was so just meant to be. They just dang. Patrick Mahomes might just be a uh, might be a witch, and he breaks the curses. I don't know what Patrick that, Mahomes or a wizard. Andy Reid. All I gotta say is cheeseburgers in paradise, baby. Yeah, not not entirely because he didn't even mention cheeseburger in his post game press conference or any any part of the interview. I'm not I'm not referring to that to yesterday. That was the Seattle game this year, my guy. When they gave him that for Christmas, and that's just been the line I've been saying since then. Shout out to my guy Derek at work. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Yeah, that Seahawks game on Christmas Eve. Didn't he say the play to? uh, I don't give a damn. It's Andy Reid. He mentioned it after the last time. That's who he is. You know that those two touchdown plays yesterday were named Corn Dog. I was just gonna say that because they like to eat. (laughs) That's Corn Dog. He goes. What's better than a good old corn dog, a little mustard, a little ketchup on top? He goes, we like to eat Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't blame him. I I mean, there's a reason he looks the way he looks is because there's a lot of good food in Kansas City. He's got to have a really bad LDL cholesterol. Probably. I can't imagine he eats a lot of salads. It can't be good. Yeah, I don't think this is a cheeseburger salad. The only salad he gives is if they t- when he takes a piece of lettuce off his burger. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. That is true. I bet you – do you think he had a double or a triple last night? 
quadruple. Oh wow, quadruple. He had okay. the he, he had the four patty special. The four patty special. Wow. <laughs> oh yeah, the four patty special. Um, extra fries. And they probably probably bought all the cigars that the Phoenix area had to have. Extra fries, a lot of seasoned sour cream. Um, just so it could get stuck on his whisk on, on his mustache. Save it for later. Save it for the <laughs> trip back home today. Yeah, save it for the trip back home. Maybe we'll something some for his wife if you know what I'm saying. Come on now, <laughs> <laughs> Ethan. What type of wine you drinking there? Uh, it's just a red blend. Nothing crazy. Yeah. In there. What are what are the legs like? The legs are. Uh, let's take a look. Grant, is this good swirl enough for you? It's a oh, motherfucker, I'm in too good of a mood right now to be upset by you and your wine. Oh, dude, I kid you not. Uh, guess the proof of whiskey we had this weekend at a distillery. Me and Grant. Oh, it's A hundred proof? You might want to go a little higher. 130 proof? 123. Oh, wow. And it was spectacular. What are what are the proof? What does the proof even mean? As far no as idea. The, no idea, okay. It was strong. so essentially, guys. If if if, it, if it's something proof, divide that by two. So if whenever you're having some vodka and it says it's eighty proof, that means it's forty percent alcohol. Okay. So Ethan, that one twenty three we had was like sixty one and a half percent alcohol. Jeez, that's uh, yeah, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. How big of a how big of a glass was it in? We just did uh, ounce. It was like a tasting. Oh, gotcha. It wasn't actually on the tasting. Yeah, it was was like a sample. It was like sample. Yeah, it wasn't on the tasting sheet, but the guy Charlie was very kind and uh, asked if we wanted to taste it. So it was like a what was like a whiskey flight. Um, it was. They had a bunch of spirits. They had. Let's see. We tried a gin, uh, a couple different whiskey. I guess a whiskey, a bourbon, uh, their vodka. An Aquavit. An apple brandy? An apple brandy. That was the sixth one. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of an Aquavit, but it was I, interesting. No. You know Very me when it comes to my comes to my alcohols. I'm a pretty pretty You're uh a bush light. Yeah, bush light and that's about it. Yeah. But no, it's uh it, it was fun. Uh in their room they have all their barrels. Guess how much money they have in their barrel room worth of alcohol. Over a million. That's not a guess. Oh, um, two point four million. Seven five. Oh, and this is a small town. Like this is in Morconia, about thirty miles outside the Twin Cities. Literally, there's maybe what twelve tables in the entire place to sit. Oh, geez, how'd you guys find it? I think it was about fourteen. My boss uh, gave me a gift card uh, around Christmas time to go oh, do a nice. tour there. And yeah, it's it's hella good. Um, they had brandy sitting in the back, or scotch, excuse me. Uh, they've had it back there for like seven or eight years. They're not releasing gotcha. it until 15, and then another release at 20. Oh, nice. Like, they had some crazy stuff there. It was fantastic. You'll have to go next time you come. Yeah, it sounds like it. Jeez. That does sound good. Oh. And they had a big, a big container, Dylan. That was uh, what was what was the proof on that gin, Ethan? Oh, the gin. Was it like they said, like 140? I yeah. Know. I mean, you put your you put your nose in there, and it felt like it took your eyebrows off. Oh yeah. I it mean was, that that, that could take some paint off the wall. He literally said he had to like woof it in. Yeah. If you yeah. It was like, you'll literally pass out. It was like lighter fluid. Oh yeah. You literally yeah. you didn't even have to smell it. It seems it seems like it. Your nose. Oh, jeez. That sounds yeah, it was insane. Sounds like it was crazy. That guy, he, that that guy Charlie came out and said something along the lines of, "Oh yeah, if you guys want to, I'll give you a sample here of the 100, 123 proof, and it doesn't taste like that." And I'm thinking, "There's no yeah. way this this guy's had too much alcohol in his day. There's the the brain has had been damaged." We took Sounds a sip like from that you're... sampler, and it was like, you know, I've had some 80 proof. And I've had some 80 proof that tasted a lot worse than what he gave us at 123 proof. So it, it was it, crazy. It made your nose tingle a bit, but it was like a good tingle. Okay. 
Charlie. That just sounds like a guy that like distills whiskey for a living. Uh, he's actually a volunteer. He just does the oh. tours. Oh, but he's, gotcha. he's he must live there because he knows literally just as much as the people that freaking make it, if not more. Okay. But uh, I did. Hey, buy... He just had to have been some old retired guy who likes yeah. who likes to drink. Yeah, some yeah. woodworker that for his whole life, and then he's like, ah, screw it, I'm gonna come here and volunteer. Ron Swanson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't buy the 123 proof. I bought it. It looked different... like it looked like. He... It looked like what? Well, dude, it would. He's saying he didn't buy the 123 proof. He bought like the 92 proof. Yeah, so not as bad. But um, what does a bottle of that? It would cost? almost take you over a year. It would almost um, take you... the 123 proof was 68 bucks for uh, 0.75. Okay. So honestly, not that outrageous. I feel like. And I'm guessing that's the type of whiskey that it's. Uh, it's not one you mix. It's one that you oh, put no, on no, the no, rocks, no, or no. you, you just drink straight. Yeah, yeah. You gotcha. sip on the rocks. I got one that had like winter wheat, I think is what he called it. Uh, grain. Okay. I, it was fantastic though. So I'll save that for a special occasion. Oh, there you go. There you go. How was Yeah, you the red red winter wheat is what he called red it. Red winter wheat. That's what oh. it was. You're right. How was uh, how was your guys' Super Bowl? Red winter wheat for you. Boom. I just hang out. We and Hannah just hung out here by ourselves. Um, made some air fryer pizza. Some homemade air fryer Ooh. pizza that was fantastic. Uh, some cheese filled breadsticks and some uh, no stuffed beans. crust pizza. No stuffed crust pizza today. No, I I wasn't. I'm over that. We're making air fryer pizza moving forward. Okay. I put my foot down. Air she fryer pizza. Down. How big is your air fryer? Uh, she has a big one. Okay. Yeah, you can grill, air fry. It's like a freaking toaster. Bigger than yours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. But now we have two. Oh, there you go. There you go. So did you like make the dough yourself from scratch or would no, you just buy did, like uh, one of the It's a non bread? Oh, is it cauliflower crust? No, it's just uh I don't know, it's just like a nicer less calorie somehow bread. Maybe oh, like okay. a full like mini pizza, probably I don't know, about ten inches or so, only has three hundred and fifty calories. Oh, there you go. So it's that, go. and it's fantastic. Uh, was like not super crispy, but like crispy enough that it tasted like pizza, not super doughy. Oh, nice. Much better than Jack's. I'll say that. Even though we oh. all love Jack's here, Jack's is the top of the line, but this was good. Gotcha. I don't know the last time I've had a Jack's pizza. They should sponsor us. They should. They I'm should. still Maybe they're pissed listening. at uh, Barstool Press for shitting on it, and it's just ridiculous. I'll never forgive him for that. Yeah, can't please everybody. He also lives in New York, which is like considered the pizza capital of the world. So I know. So he's spoiled. He doesn't know what's yeah. good. Yeah, he hasn't had to live on the, just, uh, the college. I, that's budget. one thing. I'm always gonna just. I'm just gonna. That's always the one thing I'm gonna disagree with on people. Give me, give me the Chicago style pizza over the New York any day of the week. Chicago well, style pizza, especially in Chicago, slaps. Yeah, I would agree. It's not something I want to eat all the time. Yeah, ne- never, been, never been, but yeah, yeah. but de- I, a, a nice deep dish slice isn't bad. I know the place we went to when we went to Chicago a few years ago was it was like seven hundred calories a slice. I believe it. Yeah, Grant, you need to go to Chicago. Walk in the downtown area, Navy Pier. It's it's actually really really cool. Yeah, very under very cool city. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard that. Couldn't live there, but I would love to I've actually heard, go. There I've heard that everyone who's that's what that's the thing everyone's told me who's gone to that city. They say they go for three, four days. It's cool. There's a lot to check out. It's a lot of fun, but that, that that's about it. Nice yeah. train system. Get you out of the city pretty quick. Um, in, in today's world, public transportation um, is a win. So, uh, so I'm, I'm all for that. Parking is absolutely nuts there. It's like 70 bucks an hour. Yeah. You're better off just. Oh yeah, screw that. Public oh yeah, take the damn train. Absolutely. But Grant, how was your Super Bowl party? It was good. 
don't know if I call it much of a party. It was just kind of me and my parents, sister, and then uh, my mom's sister, my aunt, came over and, you know, we watched the game. Mom put together some, uh, you know, some of the Velveeta Rotel and ground beef. And she, uh, you know, made a thing of cheesy potatoes, had a little meatballs on the side, some shrimp cocktail. Yeah, um, that's, one, that's, that's up, a food so that a we forgot. I was... Was, was meatballs for our stardom sit'em Super Bowl foods. Can't go meatballs wrong with it. Meatballs and mini wieners. I know I shit on mini wieners. Yeah, yeah, I know you did. And You're wrong. Yeah. I'm with Ethan. The little smokies are overrated. They're, they're, they're trash. They're just, they're not good. Oh, they're I'm going to need a whole damn hot um, dog. The, the, meat, the meatballs. Sorry. Exactly. I'm not eating the sliders. I'm not eating the little weenies. I want. I want. I want the whole. You thing. want the whole thing the in patch. your mouth? <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Absolutely. And I want mul- <laughs> I want multiple at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah. The t- <laughs> I do have a video. No, the cheese potatoes are good. Um, the cake was good. Oh, it's awesome! It's awesome. I, that may have been one of the happiest moments of my life when I was doing that. <laughs> And uh, no, it, it was good. It was good. Uh, high stressful game. Probably didn't enjoy halftime as much, but um, no, it was all good. Yeah, there you go. It was, yeah, mine was good. There was, uh, yeah, the, the Rotel and cheese, uh, some meatballs and mini wieners. Uh, what else was there? I brought ribs over. They were a hit. I smoked them three, two, one method. What did you, uh, would you put on them? Uh, I seasoned them. I did two different ones. I did one with the Jack stack, the barbecue seasoning. And then, um, with the Jack stack barbecue sauce over it. And then I did another one with uh big deck barbecue, the Badlands seasoning and the sauce I put on those were the, uh, pe- it was peanut butter and jealous, which are really good. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were a hit and hmm. had some, uh, even had some leftovers. So I had that for supper tonight. And then, yeah, watched the game. And I went three three of three for five on my bets. Missed on the over and the cheeseburger, but I got Chiefs money line, Mahomes MVP, and Kelsey first touchdown. Nice. Uh-huh. Life is good. We did not see a protester on the field. I know that's horseshit. It is. Which is really just a shame. Yeah. Well, we probably wouldn't have been able to see it anyways. There was a protester at the waste management, though. Did you see that guy? Yeah, dude who got made onto the freaking pond and everything. Yeah. <laughs> In a speedo. In a speedo. Yes. With speedo. a with. A tattoo on his back that said 19th hole Sorry. with an arrow pointing down. That was a tattoo? I, I don't think it was a tattoo. It was, it was painted on, but... That would be an incredible friggin' tattoo. Oh, my God. His his mugshot was incredible, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, yeah, Super Bowl was a great game. Chiefs pulled her out. They were down 24-14 at halftime. Uh, there was a... I don't know if you guys have seen this because it was just filed like not too long ago that there the uh, Philadelphia Police Department has filed a missing persons report for the Eagles defensive line. Uh, they were nowhere to be found. They've been looking in Arizona, still can't find them. They weren't even on the flight back. So we don't know where the Eagles defensive line is. Have you guys seen them at all? Did they make it up to Minneapolis? Did they think that the Super Bowl was... Well, now that was in Minneapolis that. from the last time, or you know, where where were they? Well, now now that you mentioned that, Dylan, the the search has actually gone to the federal level. Oh, the, uh, the FBI branch in Philadelphia has joined on this investigation because it's such a bad case of a missing person, <laughs> and to, to have seven people go 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 missing is just so so egregious. Um, I wonder, have we checked Gronk Beach? Did those guys party all weekend and and they just they're still there somewhere in Old Scottsdale, you know, passed out on a on a bus bench because they had too much fun? I mean, they Ethan, you've be been to Old Scottsdale. Party. You say it's a riot. Maybe they got I lost there. Say they, it'd be a terrible decision. 
No, I mean bottled blonde. You got Dirk's Bentley whiskey roll. They're probably it, at, it's a great place. Gilligan's. Hey, yeah, Gilligan's another one. Is that the plunger place, Ethan? Yes, yes, it is. With the giant spin. Is that the, like that's the plunger place? Stuff. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Place is heaven. So uh, maybe we should check Old Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, that that might be the play. I might send out some. Uh, I think I still have some. I got some family there. I can go send out a uh, send them out on on patrol. See if they can find them there. But yeah, like we, I uh, said, I think if you got anything, tell the FBI branch in Philadelphia. Yeah, well, I, and the good news is, is I think the Chiefs actually listened to the podcast before because what we told them to do, they listened to it and it worked out. They're holding up a Lombardi, you know. They ran the ball effectively, and they actually even outrushed the Chiefs. 158 to 115. They averaged six yards a carry. You mean, you mean the Eagles? Yeah, what did I say? They outrushed the Eagles. Yeah. The Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs outrushed said, the Eagles. You said the Chiefs outrushed the, the Chiefs. Oh. Yeah, well, you said the Chiefs outrushed the Chiefs. Yeah. I. Okay, well, yeah, I did not mean to say that. The Chiefs outrushed the Eagles. Sometimes when I start talking, my brain doesn't go as fast as my as my mouth and we get things like that but yes the chiefs outrush the eagles 158 to 115 um mahomes was the fa- the biggest factor it felt like those runs reminded me of him in the when they played tennessee in the afc championship when he won his first super bowl and you know he didn't have the ball a whole lot in the first half uh it kind of felt like it was teetering on the it could have uh played out like it did for the Eagles in the NFC championship game, but Eagle or the chiefs were able to go down and get a score right out of halftime and then hold them to a field goal, which, you know, the last two their the Eagles last drive of the first half and first drive of the second half, they were able to force them to kick field goals. And that ended up being the difference where we said, we all grant said that, you know, force them to kick field goals in the red zone and you're going to win the game. And they did. You brought up the Chiefs outrushed the Eagles. Eagles running backs were just terrible, but and credit the Chiefs D line. But the only reason they had over fifty yards rushing was basically Hurts. And yep. in the second half, they almost went away from that. It seemed like outside of his maybe one yard scampers, whatever it was, like his little pushes forward with the third and one, fourth and two, whatever the hell it was. But uh it was crazy. They completely went away from like the game plan that was working in the first half. It was really, really weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that that's part of what we talked about too, with Sirianni being there for the first time and trying to be too cute with things and over preparing, where he thought that maybe they could exploit the Chiefs' secondary a little bit more, but he wasn't able to. And the Chiefs, they did a really good job of tackling. That's another thing too that I don't think has been discussed enough too in like all the other big broadcasts is, is the Chiefs tackled really well. Um, you know, there were a couple on those third downs where their their corners made plays when they had to, where in the previous games and playoff games that they just would they would go for the hit, go for the big hit instead of wrapping up. This time they wrapped up and Look what happens. You wrap up, you're going to make the tackle and force them to kick or put them in a tough spot. Well, and, and also for me, guys, it looked like the Eagles running game. A lot of that was, you know, like Ethan said, Jalen doing legs, but it almost looked like it was pass plays where the Chiefs didn't rush with any integrity and they didn't ru- They were pass rushing and they weren't staying in their lanes and they're running past Jalen. And then Jalen looked at it like, Oh, okay. Well, they're going to run right by me if they're playing man coverage. I'm just going to take this open lane and run for, you know, 12, 12 to 15 yards. You know, I think in the second half, they changed it up a little bit where they rushed with more integrity and they stayed in their lanes and they didn't ru- rush past the quarterback. And they were able to can- kind of contain, you know, Jalen there and slow him down. And another thing, like what Ethan said with the Chiefs um, holding the Eagles running backs down, their running backs only averaged 2.6 yards a carry on the ground yesterday. And, and that's the Eagles bread and butter. 
because if once they get that running game going with their running backs, then you have that RPO game, you're able to get Goddard more involved and hit A.J. Brown over the middle of the field and Devontae Smith. So the Chiefs did a nice job of slowing down the Eagles, you know, bread and butter and their number one part of that their offense, and they were able to slow them down just enough, you know, to get a couple stops, a couple stops and, and, and win that game. And then lastly, it just looked like the Chiefs wanted to be the more physical team yesterday. You know, they took these two weeks. They wanted to establish the line of scrimmage when they had the ball. And when the Eagles had the ball, they, like I just said, they weren't going to let the Eagles get their running game going with their running backs. And it just, it kind of looked like they looked like they wanted it more. And then also, I think if you look at the way they talked these last two games, they were pissed off. They bought into, hey, we're the underdogs. Nobody believes us. We want to come in here. We, we want to, we want to whoop some people. And, uh, you know, it worked, it worked out for them. It's, it's crazy how sports is such a mindset, you know, game they play. Even if you are supposed to be the favorites and you have Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes, you tell yourself people don't believe in you, you can go out and you're, you can kick anyone's ass and win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think you're right there where I think they heard the noise. I think they're, I think they probably heard that they feel like people talking that they aren't a tough physical football team. And, you know, you hear that for two weeks. Similarly, where, you know, I think the most dangerous team in sports is getting a a favorite to think that they're they're the underdog. And you bas- basically just woke up a sleeping giant. You look at, that's exactly what the Chiefs are, is, you know, they've been the class of the NFL the last five years since Mahomes has taken over as the starting quarterback. And, you know, they trade Tyreek Hill in the offseason. You know, they lose to the Colts. They lost to the Bengals and the Bills, two good teams. But, you know, I think everybody on here didn't really expect the Chiefs to make it when we thought it was going to be the Bills or the Bengals. Or I don't even remember who Ethan had coming out of the – for his Super Bowl prediction at the beginning of the year. But – I think it was the Ravens. Okay. That probably sounds right, actually. I think you might be right there. I think that's right. And they, yeah, they people say it enough times that they they can't win. They aren't the team they used to. They don't. They're missing Tyreek Hill. They're not doing anything, and they just kind of quietly went to work and just got better each week, and they found them themselves in the one seed and what do you know they get home field advantage again and they go and play in one of the best super bowl best super bowls of our our time i don't know if it's one of the best i think i think if they don't that pass interference i think kind of overshadowed it because defensive that's holding. all every we everybody's talking or yeah defensive holding, holding excuse me that's kind of what everybody is talking about that call, which overshadows how great of this, of a game, this game actually was. Cause it had everything. It was the chiefs down. They came back, the Eagles responded, score, tie it up. And then that play happens, which Bradbury admitted that, yeah, it was a hold. I thought they were going to let it go, but it is what it is. I think Eagles were, did their, tried to do the right thing to just let them score. And then enough, just a tremendous heads up play with McKinnon who, has played a lot of football and just went down and said, you know what? We're going to go let Bucker win, make, win this chip, win this on a chip shot. Well, and then, and the two things to add on, on that Dylan, um, just real quick on that, um, you know, that McKinnon run, like you said, he had a post game interview, I believe is with um, James Palmer on NFL network. And he said, this is something we practice every single day. Less than two minutes left in the game. Your opponent doesn't have any timeouts. When you run towards the end zone, slide and take yourself down at the two-yard line. So how great of a coaching job on this offensive staff, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, um, everyone, whoever I don't know who the running backs coach is, is to say, hey, with situational football, when they don't have any timeouts left and it's tied, slide at the two. Give yourself up and we're going to take this thing down, you know, to 10 seconds. But then also, if you remember, you know, before that, when the Eagles had to use their last two timeouts, 
I believe it was on what second and third down. Yep. Or with that, or sorry, um, first and second down, and the Jarek got that run on third down. The this whole that whole game, the Eagles, they were letting that play clock go from forty to zero. I think they said if we can eat up as much clock and score touchdowns, that gives the Chiefs an opportunity, less of an opportunity to score because they won't have the ball. Well. They played a little cl- too close to the fire a couple times. They took that one delay game, and then Dallas Goddard got the touchdown, or the first down. Yep. But then they had to call a timeout later on in that drive. Had they not wasted that first timeout, um, after Jarek slides, they can take a timeout, and you look towards the end of the game. Instead of getting the ball back with six seconds left, they have 47 or 46 seconds. So a mistake the Eagles made in the early part of the second half affected that game because they had a one less timeout to use. You know, Dylan, like you said, with Bradbury, it was a close call. But one, you admitted that you tugged his jersey and you hoped they wouldn't wouldn't have called it. And two, in a situation like that, don't make the ref decide to make a call or not. And, you know, like you said, he said he, said he tugged on the jersey. So and the ref saw it and he threw the flag. So don't don't even put yourself in that situation and put your team in a bad spot um, by making a play like that. Yeah, well, and another thing, too, is that it's those little details, too, because Bill Belichick talked about it, and Rob Nikovich talked about it on, I think, on his, I don't know if he has a radio show or not, or wherever he talked about how, you know, anytime the Patriots were playing a team that was wearing their white jersey, Belichick always made them wear white gloves so they could get away with, with that. And you look at what the Eagles were wearing, they were all wearing dark gloves, I who knows? I'm not saying that changes mm-hmm. the outcome, but it could have. I mean, it, it's little things like that that you you don't think about, but it would make a difference where it's a lot going to be a lot tougher for a ref to see if he's got white gloves. You don't know what what happened. I've never heard that. That's actually genius. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why Bill has how a six. Six with the Patriots, two with the Giants. Six. Yeah, it's not terrible. Well, and another thing, another part in this game that I didn't understand that Ethan called out yesterday was this end of the first half, 15 seconds left. The Eagles have a timeout. I think it was, was it a first and 10 play? Their one play, they throw a little three yard crossing pattern, and the, the receiver gets tackled right away, blows it up, and they let the clock down to four seconds. They take a field goal before you go into halftime. You have 15 seconds left. You have a timeout, and you have AJ Brown. Be aggressive. Take a sh- take two or three shots at the end zone. Who knows? Maybe you get a pass interference. Maybe you get a defensive holding, and the ball's at the one yard line. With that offensive line game and that in in the rugby scrum that they cr- that call a QB sneak, you're up 28-14 at halftime. And that for some reason, Nick Sirianni, very ag- a very aggressive coach, which is awesome to see as players buy into it. Before the half, they kind of laid down like a dead dog, and it, it came back to bite him in the ass because you never know what could have happened. Or that they could have thrown an interception like the Niners did against the Chiefs in the regular season. They don't get any points before the half. But Ethan brought that up yesterday, and I agreed with him. I don't like that, how they just kind of lied down and died at the end of the first half. Be aggressive. Throw it to A.J. AJ Brown. Go get Especially a with ball. who they have at quarterback on the other sideline. You, you're not going to win being conservative against 15. Exactly. It's just, just not going to happen. Exactly. You know, and, uh, t- talking kind of about the QB sneak and everything for how the Phillies feel our Philly, yeah, how Philly does it. At what point is some defender, some safety just going to come run up and do like a Troy Polamalu and just try and deck him as soon as he snaps it? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? He gets the first down anyway. Like, who cares? Like, try and make a play. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they. Out- yeah, I, I'm there's with some, you. There's a discussion about outlawing it though too. Because they they were already talking about that for next year is because of that safety issue aspect well, I, of it. Well, you're saying, but the one thing I don't like about that is if you want to have your offensive lineman get low and push, I'm fine with that. But having the two guys stand right behind Jalen and pushing them forward, that's not football. Yeah. that That's rugby. If you want to do that, Jalen, in Philadelphia, go to Australia, go to New Zealand, and, and play that sport. But that – that that's not football. I mean, it was kind of getting old yesterday. Listening to Greg Olson talk about how great this QB sneak team is, it's like 
No, they're good at pushing the pile from behind. Because, yeah, yeah would they still have gotten a few of those? Yeah, they would have. But a lot of that extra push wasn't Jalen because he can squat 600 pounds. It's because he had two grown men behind him pushing him forward. Greg was I mean, terrible that's, yesterday. That's, that, that's just kind of dumb. Yeah. Greg was off yesterday. I That whole broadcast seemed very, I'm, I'll say it here, very NFC, very Eagles favorite. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that broadcast was off yesterday. Okay. I truthfully didn't get to listen to a lot because there's just so much talking at Super Bowl parties where you're not always able to hear it. That was kind of my my situation. So I wasn't able to hear a lot of it. So I guess I don't know. The the only part I really remember is the um is when he was talking about that the Bradbury hold, which we already discussed. But it was there part of me agrees that yeah, it shouldn't come to that, but at the end of the day, it's football. Things are going to happen. If you you sh- need to be good enough to overcome officiating mistakes, and the Eagles couldn't do it. And um, well, you know, you know Grant, Dylan, you, you st- talked you about too it, is the the time of possession where they let it let it run down, you know, forty all the way down to zero, which is great. Yeah, you you don't want to put the ball in Pat Mahomes' hands, but you got to come away with touchdowns, and they there were. Those two drives that they had to end the first half and then at the end or to start the second half where it was 21-24 and the Eagles get the field goal, who knows? It's a different game. That If they get the Eagles get a touchdown there, it's 31-21, and then the Eagles, or Chiefs go down and score, make it 31-28, and, you know, they get a stop, but... You know, if the Eagles get a touchdown out of that, instead of kicking a field goal to, to win it, they're kicking a field goal to tie it. Well, the, what was it? Wasn't it a third down on that drive where he threw it? It was like what third and eleven, and he threw it short of the sticks. Is that that's correct, right? He threw it to, to Gainwell or someone underneath or pass. Yeah, him, yeah. And then they yep. kick the field goal. If that's Kirk Cousins, my yep. God, yep. That, that those announcers are absolutely crucifying him. With Hurts, oh wow! Uh, get, throws it a little hit. Nothing like crickets. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because Kirk plays for well, the Vikings and he's over. And then guys, think he's overpaid, and he it, it, it was prime time. It's prime time, Kirk. But well, you know, you're you're absolutely also, you know, right. This is, is you know this is the NFL. It's unfortunate. I was just I was gonna say, guys. Another aspect of this game that no one's really talking about is, is you know, in football, there's three phases: offense, defense, and special teams. Well, one team yesterday uh, got a, a turnover and scored a touchdown off that, and another team took a putt back 65 yards and set their offense up for for success. And another team, which averaged four sacks uh, a game on the season didn't get one sack on the opposing team's quarterback and their special teams was bad all year. So you got, you got to credit the chiefs, you know, for making those plays when they needed to. And, you know, on that, on that Jalen fumble, even if he, you know, wasn't trying to switch hands, Nick would have been there and who knows, maybe Nick could have gotten his hands and knocked that ball down right away, but he was able to pick it up and score and, you know, a good mid season acquisition to get, you know, Kadarius Tony, for the Chiefs, and he brings that punt back sixty-five yards. You know they they played a, they played a complete game yesterday, on yeah. in all three phases, and you know that's that's another reason why they won this, why they won this game too. Yeah, uh, and they complimentary for some football. reason the New York Giants said, "Oh, we don't need this talented first rounder," and they played complimentary football, and 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 you know they wanted it, they wanted it more, and you know they were the better team for sixty minutes. The Eagles had a great first half, and and they won that. But when they needed it most in the second half, they scored 11 points and the Chiefs scored 24. Yeah, so uh, so let's go back to halftime there. How were how are you, Grant, the Chiefs fan? How are you feeling at halftime? Were you nervous or were you kind of like, yeah, they the Eagles got a little bit of control, but we still have PM 15 and, you know, there's a lot of game left. If we get a score here, we're right back in it. Yeah, I, I was right there. You know, we still got 15. The one thing that did worry me, though, a little bit was, is, you know, slightly rolled that ankle before halftime. And with the long, the long halftime, there's plenty of time for him to get cold and that ankle to lock up. 
and you you always in the back of your head you're thinking oh is that eagles pass rush eventually going to get there are they going to get there but again in return I, I was like this at the open at the coin toss andy deferred for a reason get the ball to start the second half go down get a touchdown and get a stop and what's what's the first thing they do they go down and they force the eagles to go three and out and in the second half, and then, you know, they're down 21, 20, um, 21, 20, sorry, they, they, they get the field goal, the Eagles do, I'm sorry, but then the Chiefs go down, they get another touchdown. At that point, it's like, it's game on. The Chiefs have been here, they've done that, they got PM15, they got Andy, and if, if you watch this Chiefs team all year, guys, they give up points in the first half, but then they're going to make some adjustments, and they're going to make teams slow down, and then they force that three and out after the field goal, and you know the offense the offense couldn't be stopped so you know with patrick in this offense you're always going to say hey we're in this but you know i was a little nervous i'm not gonna lie a little nervous there just because this eagles team is so complete and even though they weren't able to establish the running game with the running backs in the first half you're worried that big offensive line was going to maybe wear the chiefs down but they didn't, and they're fighters. And that, that's just kind of, like I've said all year, guys, how I would describe this team is they're just resilient. They don't they don't quit. This is another game, hey, they got down early, but they're going to fight, scratch, and claw, and they're going to play for 60 minutes. Kind of like what they say in basketball. You win basketball games in the fourth quarter, and the Chiefs are going to hang around in, in the fourth quarter. They're going to they're gonna hit you in the nose when you're tired and you're not ready to play, and they're going to pull out a lot of these wins. I mean – you know, like you said, Dylan, but there are three losses this year were by, by a combined 10 points. Yep. With Patrick and Andy and this team and how resilient they are, they're never out of a game. Yep. Um, and well, the other part, too, it ha- Mahomes only had one incompletion in the second half, too, and it was a throwaway. Mm-hmm. It was a throwaway. <laughs> yeah. And, you know... Guys like Juju stepped up. You know, the the previous two playoff games, it was MVS this week. It was Juju. Tony, he only had the one catch, but it was for a touchdown. Uh, Kelsey did his thing. And then... Sky Moore had a couple catches in the fourth Sky Moore, yep. And then, you know, Tony is... Sky Moore. Tony had the the catch and then the punt return. And then the the running backs were, were threats as well. It was... Like you said, Grant, it was it was a complete game for the Chiefs, especially on offense, where they they look they look like they the Chiefs of the old, and they uh, they're going to enter. Well, they already are going to be the favorites for next year already. And the Eagles kind of there's some question marks there. They've got they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts in the upcoming year or so. Uh, they've got about ten free agents, um, mm-hmm. so. It's hard to say. I think Jalen Hurts is an impressive and also, player. And you know, I, I think if you're is, um, I think too. I, I was just gonna say, is Fletcher, is Fletcher Cox gonna retire? Jason Kelsey also there's is is Jason Kelsey gonna retire? What about Lane Johnson? I was gonna say, is he ever gonna be healthy? Yeah, and Sue was a one year I don't know, he's gonna have to have another groin surgery right now. Yeah, he's having surgery, they came out and said it. Yeah, but yeah, you know, Linville Joseph, Madame and Sue. Is Reddick they go down to the Cowboys again, you know? Like he didn't but, do that in Tennessee. Yeah, well, and it sounds like I, I think I heard on well, and also, I heard today that he was upset with his lack of targets in the second half was with AJ Brown. Shut up. <laughs> well, he's gonna be there a long time. I mean, he signed a new contract. Yeah. And that's about as diva a receiver as it gets right there. Yeah, and I, I think with Jalen Hurts, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a team friendly deal just by the type of guy he is and just absolutely not how he, he handles himself. I think I think if he's smart, I think he would do do what would best would be to build that around him. Something that Dak Prescott should have done is taken less money so they can have other pieces around him. Cause I think that's the key to Jalen's success is having more talent around him. 
they're already throwing 50 million plus around his name. Like he ain't taking anything less. Like I, I get being a better teammate, but I don't, I don't think it's ever going to happen unless you're like some veteran that actually has gotten his already at some point. No, like a Kirk cousins. I'm with, I'm with you, Ethan. These guys, they're going after the bag. Yeah. I mean, I read a report today that the Eagles organization, they've had internal conversations. They hope they can get a deal done with Jalen before Justin Herbert. You know why? Because whatever Herbert gets, Jalen's going to get more. That and then that's only going to capstrap the Eagles in a worse situation. Yeah. E- exactly. It could happen. Um, well, I guess we'll see. But Dylan, well, and then Joe Burrow is going to be getting a contract too, probably. And none of those guys should get more than Burrow. Yeah, so those three teams are absolutely – So, no, and look, those three teams are going to be in trouble because you're going to have to pay these guys too. and you're going to have to let people go. It's going to be a delicate situation. I heard they might trade T just because they got to pay Burrow. You almost have to. And, I know, he, you know you got Sam Hubbard coming stay, up and all these other guys. But you just yeah. don't have the money. Yeah, and Grant's disappeared. But, yeah, I – well, it, hey guys, the way the receiver – Look at what the Chiefs did this year. The way the receivers, there's so many receivers in the NFL or in the draft that you can get in mid to late rounds that have been pro- productive right out of the gate. I, you're almost better off to just get a contract out of them and then send them on their way because usually after they get the bag, their production drops off. The, I'm not trying to change. Well, guys, look at who just won the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. The Chiefs, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. You sign Juju on a one-year deal. You bring MVS in for a three-year deal. And then you draft Sky Moore. You sign Justin Watson. Um, you trade for Kadarius Tony, And, you know, you have Travis Kelsey. So he's your stud there. They just proved if you have an all-pro at quarterback, like let's say the Bengals do, if you have your one stud, Jamar and Travis – as long as you get good pieces around there and a good running game, you can win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And and another person, too, that we're not talking about that we haven't mentioned yet is give it up for Andrew Wiley, who was labeled the weakest def- lineman on the Chiefs and probably had the best game on the Chiefs offensive line. You know, that guy, I'm sure he was he's one that probably heard the noise and was challenged all week in meetings that, hey, we need you to play your best, and he delivered. I I can count on two hands how many times I saw him yesterday after a pass protection throw Hassan Reddick onto the ground and fall on top of him. Um, He was throwing pancakes out left and right, and after a while, that wears on a defensive player's mind. You know, hey, this guy's kicking my ass. I got a 310-pound man falling on top of me after every play. I just I can't win. So yeah, Dylan, that that was huge. And you know, the Chiefs last Super Bowl appearance, they gave up three sacks and Mahomes was hit probably 20 times. Yesterday they gave up zero sacks and he was pressured what eleven times all game. Yeah. Well, just, okay, so we might have effort. a lead here, guys. Is some of the Chiefs or the Eagles D linemen, are they still in the University of or the State Farm Stadium turf from being pancaked? You know, that's something you got to look into. And that turf was field was not great. And I don't know if that had something to do with it either, but the Chiefs also had to deal with it as well. But, you know, I looking in the, in the State Farm Stadium turf might be a play. It might be a good start. I'm right there with you. <laughs> so... All right. Well, what what do you guys think of the halftime show? Selfish. Selfish. I was I was hoping Kanye was gonna pop out when she was singing all of the lights. I was so pissed she didn't. Do well, can I rap can rap I comment on that? Go ahead. That's not her song. No, it's not. It's Kanye. That that's Kanye's song. She was featured in that. It's not like Umbrella. Umbrella is her song, and Jay Z is featured. For her to go out there and do all of the lights, which isn't her song, is ridiculous. It's not fair. That's Kanye's song. You just you just can't steal that from him. 
like that. No. Well, I there were people saying that this was the best halftime show of all time. Uh, did they forget about Prince in the Rain? Uh, we weren't no. alive for this one, but Michael Jackson is also probably one of the best of all time, too. But yeah, I I I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was anything special. Dude, even like Bruno Mars um, was better than what Bruno Mars was. Rihanna was yesterday. Lady Gaga had a, Lady Gaga had a better halftime than Rihanna did yesterday. Rihanna wasn't bad, but it wasn't one of the best ones I've ever seen. Madonna in was that eleven? I think. Yeah, I think that was Madonna yeah. in eleven. Yep. Yeah, Bruno Mars was the best part of the Super Bowl in uh, when he did the halftime show in New York. That's right. Um, yep, that's right. Like, did she just think everyone would give her a pass because she's pregnant or or what? Like, you need someone else out there besides a baby in a womb. Well, I mean, there was those the, the Chinese balloons that were that were all on the field there, too. Can't forget about those. I thought we shot those down. I thought yeah, we shot no, those that, down. Well, that they were that's what they did. They shot them all down and she used them for the halftime show. That's what it was. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Uh-huh. But yeah, and then what do you guys? Commercials were disappointing. I thought I thought there were there were two good ones that really stick out was the farmer's dog one, and then the uh, the popcorners with uh, the uh, Walter White and uh, the Breaking Bad crew. I thought those were the two mm-hmm. best ones. Other than that, they weren't great. Super Bowl commercials have just gone downhill for. I don't even know the last year where they actually were really. Oh, good. they've. I mean, they've they've taken a huge shit. It's it it's awful. Like last year, I think there I mean, there was really only one have good a beer one. company who makes a good commercial. No, the uh, uh, last year the only good one I thought of the commercials was the Chevy uh, Sopranos one. That was a good one, and then uh, I, th- I don't remember that one. Okay. It was with uh, it was with Tony's kids, and they were driving. It was like the intro to the uh, TV show, and she was driving a Chevy electric vehicle. But I'm I, the the one year that I think where they were where I really remember where it was like a they were really good was the uh, was the uh, Ravens 49ers one. Though that that year I think was was the last year that I can remember where they had really good commercials. And I couldn't even remember what they were because it was 10 years ago. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't, couldn't tell you. But, yeah, so uh, you guys got anything else, any opinions on the commercials? Uh, the one that, like, made it look like if you have a, a fire stick... It made it look like it was oh, like changing your channel. The Tubi, Tubi TV. I yeah, that was that was a good one. That was another. Good I one. lost my shit. I literally went out of the TV and I was like, "What the fuck? Who's changing my damn channel?" Like, it absolutely <laughs> got pissed. Everybody mm-hmm. did. Oh, I was just furious. Because there was somebody that was like screaming at one of the guys that was holding the remote, or that had the remote next to me. He's like, "I I don't know. I didn't touch it." And then sure enough, he's like, "Wait." We got about halfway through. It was like, wait, this has to be a commercial. But yeah, it was a, it was an incredible play by them. So, so there were three three good commercials this year. But Grant, did you get have anything else? I just kind of want to you know go back back to the game here. Talk about how good those Chiefs running backs were. You know, Isaiah Pacheco, 15 carries for 76 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Jarek McKinnon, four for 34, you know, and 8.5 yards a carry. It seems like this year, guys, when we've challenged the Chiefs' offensive line to go out and perform, what have they done? They've gone out and they've performed and they've dominated. So to your point, Dylan, maybe Andy in this um, offensive stack, I think Andrew Heck is the offensive line coach. Maybe they're listening. Um, I think or maybe Andy just, you know, once every six weeks likes to – you know, maybe he likes, and then, you know, 
likes to pull a rabbit out of his ass once every six weeks. And this happened to be on that schedule. So, you know, that was great to see. But also, I just I look at this Chiefs team and I think this is the best rebuilding year in NFL history. I mean, because you, you look at it. And I'm lo- I know I'm looking forward here to next year. And, and I think I should be excited, rightfully so. You're going to have four players in the secondary back. Your three linebackers are going to be a fourth-year player, a third-year player, and a second-year player with Leo Chanel, Nick Bolton, Willie Gay. And you're going to bring your defensive line back. They're all under contract. And then, you know, the receivers, unfortunately, I think McColl's going to go, but if you can re-sign Juju, MVS is coming back. You have Sky Moore. Kadarius is on that rookie deal. You got Travis. Maybe you can re-sign Justin Watson or sign another speedster. Jarek's a free agent, but you still have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you got to re-sign Orlando Brown. But your three guys in the middle are coming back. I think you, you can probably bring back Andrew Wiley on a comfortable deal. The young players in the secondary, like I said, just the way they've rebuilt this team and how good of a team they are is just really something special. And um, now is when we need to put more respect on Brett Veach's name because he's built two Super Bowl champion team, teams in this five years. He's been the GM. And each year before when they've won a Super Bowl, he's had a drastic roster change, and he's hit all the right buttons. Yeah, yeah. Should win executive so just, of the year. I don't think they have. And then, I don't think they have that anymore. No. Oh, well, he, he, he wins um, our executive And then also the I year. saw a stat today. I saw a stat today that was incredible. The Chiefs are the second team in NFL history to win 75 games in a five-year span, joining the Patriots from the 03 to 07. It's a good company. It just shows how dominant they've been. Absolutely. I mean, you know, both teams won two Super Bowls in that stretch and lost a third. So it just shows how well this organization is ran from top to bottom. And Kansas City's hosting the NFL draft this spring. In April, How, that's just kind of cool. Your Super Bowl champs, champs are hosting the NFL draft, and we could get a rematch on Thursday night of Week One. Is uh, Eagles uh, Eagles Good. Chiefs? So I don't know. Something tells me I know they play Cincinnati next year. I don't know if that game is in Cincinnati or if it's in Arrowhead. Something tells me if the, if the Bengals have to go to Arrowhead, that might be the Thursday night game. That could be too. That could be, be a That would be a that would be a good one. We also couldn't could, could it go wrong with Sean Payton's Sean Payton's first game in Denver as a head coach going to play the former Super Bowl champs? You mean Mike McCarthy with a better PR rep? We'll take it, sure. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well we we'll do some uh hopefully we'll by the next time we record we'll have some we'll actually have some uh coaching hires to discuss everything will be finalized we can give our give our grades of the uh new coaching hires and uh go from there because now that football's over we got to figure out stuff to talk about for the next nine months um but yeah the great way to end the season can't wait for it to start next year it's only 210 days as of uh as of now i saw today so Got something to look forward to, mirror positivity. Um, like me, I'm going to be here before we know it. Yeah, it will it will be. It a thousand percent will be. It'll sneak up on us. And I'll be in Denver this week. Maybe I'll go say hi to Sean. See if uh see if he can if he's used one of Russ's thirteen bathrooms in his house yet. Um got a coach's clinic down there. We're leaving Thursday. And I want a trip to Mexico. So I, uh, as people who know, I, I work at Pepsi as my day job. And I uh, get a call from my boss on Thursday that said, hey, uh, where are you at? I'm like, I'm driving. And he's like, oh, can you, are you stopping at the warehouse? He's like, I can. Why? He's like, well, you know, there's some trips that we won through through bubbler i don't know if you guys have ever had these i've not 
Okay, well, there. I don't know. They should be in mm -hmm. the city somewhere. I've seen them. We have them at Target. Okay. And uh, I sold the most in the company, so I won a free trip to, Me to Cancun for four days. Because I sold the most. So shout out Bubbler. Thank you guys for the free trip to oh, Mexico. But... So. Well, son of a bitch, there could be worse things. Yeah, and then like a month later, I'll be going back back to Mexico for Cody's birthday party or bachelor party. Someone's gonna get abducted. Look at you, Mr. World Traveler. I know. <laughs> yeah, I something like that. I don't know if I would consider myself a world traveler, a North North American traveler at at worst. Ooh, that was quite a push, but I've got, uh, it's me for curveball of the week. So we'll wrap it up here. And I got asked this on like Thursday by a guy, buddy of mine. And, you know, like I said, going to Denver this weekend. So eight hour road trip. And if you're going on a long road trip, what is your Mount Rushmore of gas station snacks that you're bringing with on a road trip. Oh, wow. Ooh. How many do we get? Four? Four. So, this is Mount Rushmore, so there's four, four faces. I think, I think I'll, I'll start with something. I, I don't got all four, but I'm going to start here. Okay. Um, Long road trip like that, you're in the car for eight hours. You need something to drink. I'm gonna need something with a little caffeine in there and a little go. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with a Bang Energy drink. Okay. What uh, what flavor of Bang? I need. I just. I'm gonna go peach mango. All yes. right. All right. I got all four of mine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going peach mango Bang. Okay. All right, since you did even was that four, I'll let him go. I got all four. All right, fire away. Uh, so Jolly Ooh. Ranchers, just a classic road trip snack. Uh, don't forget, the, the cavities will come. It's fine. It's worth it. Um, number two, mm -hmm. Ruffles, cheddar, and sour cream chips. There's just no other way around it. It's just how it goes. Great Let's call. fucking go. Great Best call. chip out there. Best chip out there. Three, Casey's Pizza. Best chip. Best chip um, out there. Oh, yeah. So, so you got the best candy, the best chips, and the best pizza. So you got Casey's. Preferably breakfast. The best pizza out there. Bacon. It's, it's the best. And my last one. Uh, that, yes, bacon seeds. over sausage pizza. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Sunflower seeds. I like it. Oh, yep. Necessity. I like it. You got to have that. Yeah. I like it. Then obviously you'll have a drink or something, but I went snacks. When I think of snacks, I think of food. Okay. All right, Grant, do you have your other three then? That's fair. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off Ethan with his last one right there. I'm going to go sunflower seeds. Yep. A little something to keep the mouth stimulated, keeps you awake, doesn't let you from falling, a, falling asleep right there. And then secondly for me, uh, or third third one on the list, I'm going to go pack a beef jerky. Oh, get that pro okay. good protein. Uh, good protein. You know, get get a little get a little protein in there. Sometimes it can be a little tough to chew. Again, it kind of keeps your mind active and keeps you stimulated. Uh, the last one I'm going to go with here. I know it's kind of a mess, and I shouldn't be probably doing this because I'm driving. But the uh, the bag of ho hos, the white powdered mini donuts. Mm. <laughs> that seems like a you answer. <laughs> Something about that sugar that just it, it it keeps you up. It keeps you going. So uh, you know, with the combination of the bang. Um, and, and those donuts, I'm not falling asleep while I'm driving anytime soon. There you go. Okay. For me, it would be, yep. You, you got to have something to drink. So depending on the time of day, when we leave, you know, if it's in the morning, I'm getting coffee, the large, large black coffee, nothing, nothing, none of the fancy shit that's in there, just straight black. And then if it's afternoon, middle of the day, probably going to go with a Mountain Dew. And maybe now that I'm the bubbler's sending me on a trip to Mexico, I might have to go with a bubbler. But 
I'm going with that. And then the next is probably some type of pizza, whether depending – we don't have Casey's in Dickinson where I live, but hot stuff pizza, probably going to get one of those. And then the – like Ethan, the Ruffles sour cream and cheddar and sour cream chips, best chips out there, can't beat them. And then I want something a little sweet, something with a little sugar in it. I'm going with the king size Reese's fast break. And that's the last thing I would eat because, oh, because what you, if it's the last thing you eat, it's going to be sitting in the car a little bit. It's going to melt a little bit. And it's just got that perfect meltiness too, where it melts in your mouth and it makes it just taste a little bit better. I, I like that, Dylan, because actually as a kid, that was probably my second favorite um, candy behind the Reese's Cup. Okay. But yeah, that, that king size Reese's Fast Break just hits just hits different. You know they sell them in mini sizes now, too? I did not know that until now. Yeah. Yep. You can get them at your... Uh, oh, that, that, you can that, probably get them at Target. You can get them at uh, Walmart, uh, Dollar General. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you can get them at high V. Who changes knows? everything? Yeah, it, they're game changers, man. They're dangerous because, hmm. in theory, you know you're you know the bite size ones, but then you end up eating the whole thing, and it's basically a king size. True. So, you know, I I gotta add something here on that sour cream and cheddar ruffles potato chips. Someday. Um, if and when Ethan ever gets married, my wedding gift to him is going to be like 10 bags of the party size Reese's cheddar and sour cream chips. Reese's. Just so he can have a summer supply of barbecue. Please I'm go, sorry, Ruffles. Please go to Costco <laughs> the and potato get like chips. the giant sized ones. There you go. And that's what I was going to do. I was going to go to Costco and get like. The step above the party size bag oh, of chips, I was going to get him like 12. I don't even know what you So that it. way he's – I whatever it is, just so he's got like not a lifetime supply, but a good enough supply of chips for any barbecue he goes to um, in, a, in a pan of his life. So, Ethan, I hope you enjoy that gift I'm going to get you. you someday. I think you're going to. So that just shows how great those chips are. This the best. Yes, sir. That's- that's it. That's the way to go. Is you can never go wrong with the cheddar, cheddar and sour cream ruffles. And you guys got anything else, or are we uh, yep. we're putting a bow on this? I think Boone's out of ideas for tonight. Boone's out of ideas. Okay, has he uh, keep him out of the garbage, Ethan? We're gonna try. Okay, there you go. And uh, Grant, he. Uh, Went back to the roots. He's back at his parents' house on a computer, not holding his phone. His arm's not, well, his arm's probably not usually ever sore. I'm not tired. He actually had to use, didn't have to use, hold his phone up the whole time. He actually got to use a webcam. And hopefully the quality is uh, a little bit better. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's good because probably should work for all of us is the blurriness that you you're on right now, because we all, we're born with faces for radio. So that wraps up this episode of the three guys talking ball podcast. Subscribe, subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, three GTB podcast, three guys talking ball podcast, Facebook page. The segments of the show is going to be out of YouTube on Friday. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll talk to you next time.